Are you telling me? Are you telling me that you did that without hearing us talk about it on this show? Never. Something I we don't were listen be to doing. you guys. What? I don't, I don't ever. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> I don't even know who you guys are. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to that Reload Podcast. I am your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning. I have the entire crew here today. To my left is the man, the myth, the legend, the booze, Mr. Jeremy, the Kitchen White Law. Can you wait for me to finish this text first? Go ahead. I'll just mess with you. Meh. <laughs> Across the table, the pit master and producer, the man that tickles all Eclipse, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And last but not least, the backbone of the show, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. We got a great show for you guys today. Uh, We're going to be talking about beef short ribs. Uh, this is in a fantastic cut that Jeremy completely crushed. So I want to get into that. But first, I want to see what you guys have been up to. What's going on? I have been up to craving this beef short ribs. It's something that I've been wanting for quite some time. It is basically brisket on a stick. That it is. And Anne. You guys are the one with the ketchup news. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're introing your own segment. Okay. Talk. So today. Talk, man. First talk. Out. Ready? <laughs> so today we are cooking up two variations. Um, we called up our buddies over at, uh, we called up Mike at Halteman Family Meats. Mike Halteman. Um, Mike, what we like to call Mike Halteman. Um, he sent us a whole plate of beef short ribs, which includes about, about three ribs. Um, it's usually three to four ribs right from the side of the cow, and they are absolutely massive. Okay, yeah. well, let's, pref- so, let's preface that. Three ribs is enough. We, it fed four of us two with of the, the whole rib left over. Ate, the four yeah. of us ate two, and we have a whole mm-hmm. rib left over. Yeah. So we are going to do that variation. We are all also going to do what is called Flanken-style short ribs. Mm-hmm. We will go into the details of that later, as well as... A special guest that we're going to call in. An expert, if you will. On short ribs. Beef short ribs. Yep. That is all coming up in this episode. All right. So, yes, we're doing beef short ribs. Um, it is brisket on a stick. My best friend who lives in Nashville, Tennessee, his wife texted me um, earlier today, actually. It was like, he got, she said, brisket, how do you do it? Go. And so I was like- Wait, well, was this the person you've been texting the group about? No. Okay. I don't even know what that's about, but we'll get to that later. That's another follower. Anyways, my buddy, he is, he, I'm just going to say, love the guy. Man is- your uh, best friend. He's my best buddy, but homeboy cannot cook, okay? He is trying to learn how to grill. Now, if you uh, were to get in a fight with this guy, he could kill you a hundred different ways, okay? He is a badass. Don't get, don't get me wrong. How would he fare in a fight with Troy Palomalo? He would frick him up. Cool. Troy's got you're, that hair, though. You're welcome. I don't care what that mane does. You don't know what Eric Fritz can do. I do know what Eric okay? Fritz can he's do. Like, and, he's like, and I put my money on Eric Fritz. He's like lightning in a bottle. I've seen him in a cage match. It's pretty badass. But anyways, homeboy can't cook. And anyway, she was one. She is after listening to our brisket. His wife. Yeah, after his wife listened to our brisket episode, she's been wanting brisket bad. She, she wants it bad. She wants him to cook it on a green egg. Or whatnot. That's okay. what they got. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what they had. And in a lot of ways, we're talking about short ribs today. Short ribs, brisket on a stick. It's almost like brisket 103, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, and, and they both come from a cow too. Essentially, that, that is this. And we're going to be talking about this later because Jeremy, you did yours on the Primo. Yep. I use the Primo ceramic grill, which is um, similar to a <clears throat> big green egg, except, you know, way pr- better. Pr- <laughs> Primo's made in America. <laughs> made in America. So. <laughs> better. Um, but, anyways, she also says, she goes, if I get brisket, he gets booty, which. I guess he, I guess. So you're trying to help a guy. You're like a wee man. You're <laughs> hooking your boy up. I'm trying, man, but he's never going to get any booty. <laughs> Moving on from that. Um, but yeah. So is that like a new charity you're running? Brisket for booty? Yes. Booty it, for brisket? I'm telling you, barbecue, brisket, bourbon, booty. If you can do one of those three things, most of the time you're going to get some booty. I heard that. Man, you guys are not biting today <laughs> at all. all. Right, so anyways, this episode, we're going to talk about the plate Beef short ribs plate. We're also going to be talking about the Flanken why style. Do you, why do you keep introing the episode over and over again? Um, because I'm going to go into the fact that we are going to talk about the different sides that go with that. The different, the accoutrements. What the hell? Accoutrements. Okay, okay, hold on. What the hell is that? Accoutrements? Yes. It's just sides that go with something. Why don't you just call them freaking sides? Because they have a word for it. Sides. But in another Side, language. No, no, not sides. Not <laughs> as in like side dishes. But sides that accentuate yeah, the like main. Compliment. So we are going to talk about the accoutrements. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember uh, there being a roll, a rolling R in there. I don't either. <laughs> I, I, I took Spanish in, in college. Oh, oh, the, the Spanish version of accoutrements. The accoutrements. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we are going to talk about that. So in the meantime, so we've been planning this episode for some time. Yeah. Altman sent us these cuts of meat. I send Joel to the grocery store and I say, look, I've gotten everything. I need you to get Duke's mayonnaise. I don't like this. Because Shout out we, Dukes. we are a Duke's specific That's podcast. Right. Okay. Dukes or nothing. Give me Dukes or di- give me death. Give me Dukes or give me death. <laughs> I you're going to say Dukes. I believe the, uh, <laughs> give the me founding father said that. Yeah. It, it, it was in the Constitution yes, or yeah. whatever. Give Declaration me, of Independence. Yep. Yeah. So his list, his grocery list, <laughs> says Duke's I mayonnaise. I hate you. And a bulb of garlic. <laughs> okay. okay. What does he come home with? A bulb of garlic. You forgot the Duke's? <laughs> he forgot the damn Duke's. You had two <laughs> things. We're not talking a list of 10 items. I was thinking about, okay, so Marila recommends is going to be uh, what Duke's I saw. mayonnaise? No, absolutely that's not. <laughs> Getting but things on shopping lists? What I was going to buy, the reason I was leaving the house is Marila recommends. We'll talk about that later. But that is what was on my mind whenever I was uh, um, I can just go ahead and say, like, your brain was probably fogged over um, during that time. hey But I'm going to tell uh, you this right now. Like, we go to Costco, and I buy the giant jug. They have gallon. They sell by the gallons. Okay, I it's they, right next to the four-pack of pianos. They have gallons of- Four-pack um, of pianos. Yeah, <laughs> yep. They, they have a 55-gallon drum of Dukes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and how many of those have we gone through? Like- I did yeah, not realize how much may- mayo we were consuming at this in this household. So we so we good. ran out. I put Dukes and a bulb of garlic on the list. And what does he come home with? A bulb of garlic. Hey, but I will say this: those garlic cloves were massive. I'm talking about the size of my thumb. Not even kidding. So what we use those for, and we'll talk <laughs> no about these later. Um, <laughs> our our pickled care. red onions, pickled red onions recipe. We put um, fresh garlic in those. So we'll talk about that later. Um, Matt, um, wh- who's whose pickled red onion recipe do you use? We might use the same one. Mm, I don't know, actually. I'll look it up every time and just find one that looks good. I use uh, Sam the Cooking Guys. Oh, okay. Sh- shout out Sam. His is really good. We'll go into it later, though, if you want. I 
actually put magnum in our pickled onions. Oh. Yeah, a little sprinkle of magnum. Yep. Sprinkle. Wait, speaking of ketchup, Matt, didn't you do something creative with barbecue just last night? Oh, I forgot we were going to talk about that. Yeah. I forgot we were going to. Okay, so yeah, I did a thing. I actually saw it on the All Things Barbecue YouTube channel. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's ATBBQ. Nope. Excellent ideas. It's a grill store somewhere, I think, in the Pacific Northwest, and they just come up with these recipes and post them on YouTube all the time. So I did a sirloin tri-tip, very, you know, we've all had tri-tip. I think we've even Mm -hmm. eaten it on the show, and I made it like a brisket. The only difference is once it got to the stall, I wrapped it with some braising juice, which was beef broth, magnum, fully loaded, and a little bit of barbecue sauce uh, whisked up together into some foil, wrapped it up put it back on the smoker and let it go until it hit an internal temp of 202. Then I pulled it off and chopped it for a chopped beef sandwich, and it was fantastic. Very good. What would you put on your sandwich? Uh, Dukes, provolone, and chopped beef. And that so was it. what you're saying is that you had Dukes at your house? Yes, I had okay. Dukes. Yeah. You, you, you hear how, re- how that goes, Joel? They had Dukes at yeah. their house. Uh, we yeah, had Dukes did. at our house, but then the husband decided that he was going to pick up the, the, the garlic bulb and for, before the Dukes. Listen air Hucker. You said you had enough for the damn mayo. And I forgot about it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so you slow cooked the tri-tip. Yeah, yeah. I never tried it before. It was really good, though. Was there any like was there any kind of fat left on the tri-tip at all? Or? So the tri-tip I got was super marbled. Like, who, who was it from? It was from my local butcher shop. It looked like it was from Haltman's. Yeah, it yeah. was a place called Don's down the street from me. It was like a very spur-of-the-moment thing. If I had planned on it, I probably would have ordered from Haltman's, but yeah. this was like Saturday morning. I was like, hey, I think I want to make a tri-tip today. Swung by the local butcher store, picked it up, took it home. It was actually, it had a pretty good fat cap on the bottom side of it. Uh, so still, I was going to ask you if it was trimmed up like that or not. Uh, the top part of it was trimmed up where you could see the marbling, and the bottom still had the cap. No, I, I have a question because brisket you can get for let's say three fifty a pound for a prime brisket. Yeah, tri tip is usually around ten bucks a pound, if not more. Yeah, do you think it was worth the money doing it that way? The tri tip I bought was twenty bucks. Oh, okay. So it was a little bit on the small side. Yeah, but I think if you're gonna try something, it's an approachable, less expensive mm-hmm. way to try it, like a brisket recipe on a much smaller cut of meat. Yeah, because a lot of people do. Uh, stuff like that with, with like, like a chuck, a chuck roast, roast. Yeah. but a chuck roast has such a a beef it's floored flavor. It's it doesn't different. have that steak flavor to yes. it. Like, see the only the only um, you know experience I've really had with tri tip was in our scenic city egg vest trials, mm-hmm. and for me it seemed like kind of a dense cut, like that. And that's why it, more it like, lent itself mm-hmm. really well to chopped beef. Yeah. So I chopped it against the grain and then chopped it with the grain both. So okay. it was in I can see that being like pieces. incredible. It was very good. So yeah. it wasn't like like you took your hand and it could melt it, you know, rip no, it apart. It was not like that at you all. You had to really just chunk it up. It yeah. doesn't have that intramuscular fat that like a brisket does to just melt away inside there yeah. and fall yeah. apart. And that's why I had to put braising liquid into the wrap with it because there wasn't enough fat on there for it to just braising its own juices the way a brisket might. And, it all dried and, out. Yeah. Any particular liquid that you prefer? So that's what I, I said just a minute ago. I actually used was beef broth with, <laughs> with Magnum fully loaded and a little bit of barbecue sauce. I saw you making that in your stories yesterday, and I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, I thought he's making a tri-tip. And then you put it on the tri-tip. I was like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> what is this? Mind blown. Madness. So, so as a beginner to this cut, you know, I've got a question. You know, like we did these beef short ribs. Jeremy cooked those up. Is What is the difference between that and a brisket? Between what and a brisket? Beef short ribs with the bones attached. Why don't we talk about that when we talk about 
Uh, we should talk about that on the, other, on the other side. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I asked a question. After we take a break. <laughs> We're not taking a break because we got another segment to do before we take a break. We got bourbon news. Oh, son of a bitch. Jeremy is bringing us bourbon news. I got to say, guys, we are way off the rails today, but we are bringing back a segment uh, that we're trying out for you guys, and it is bourbon news. We're going to talk about new and exciting things that are happening in the bourbon community to give you a little bit of a bourbon update every single week. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we are going to be talking about BTAC, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection on Bourbon news tonight. All right, guys. BTAC is dropping like this month. So I thought it'd be really cool to do a rundown of what BTAC is. Uh, these are some of the most sought out bourbons of the entire year. They only drop once a year yep. and they're dropping this month. Let's go. Um, you'll never see them. So don't bother looking for them. And if you do find one, uh, just send it to us. Uh, that reload podcast uh, will just be happy pay to whatever they're you. asking. Just pay yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, if you do find one, open that billfold. Yeah. Just you mortgage it, your house. Uh, you open that coin. Yeah. Yeah. Matt has a saying, uh, when you find allocated bourbon, you buy allocated bourbon. Yep. Um, if you find BTAC, um, you sell your child and you buy that BTAC. <laughs> kidney or something. Um, whatever. Uh, Google that. It's easy to do. Um, but every year, uh, Sazerac, who owns Buffalo Trace, uh, they drop their uh, Buffalo Trace antique collection. And so let's do a rundown of them. Let's go. Um, they are quickly uh, George C. Stag, Sazerac Rye, 18-year-old, William Lou Weller, Thomas H. Handy, and Eagle Rare, 17-year, which we've had a 10-year before. Correct. Uh, but we can go into a little bit of a deeper dive. The George T. Stag is a... Um, no less than 15 years old, and it is fan-freaking-tastic. I had the 2018 George T. Stag. I did not get to try the 2019. Have you tried them both? I tried the, the 2019 only. Yep. We, we went to Louisville. It was my brother-in-law's birthday. Uh, we were celebrating that. So me and Stacy and our my, my, her brother and his wife, we, uh, we went there. We, they were already at a bar. I showed up. He was like, yeah, they got this. I walked up to the bar. I was like, I want two of those. And they were like, of uh, the George, George T. Stag. I'm like, yes. And they asked, he was getting it ready. Go, How much is that? He goes, it'll be $160. I go. For two pours? For two pours. I go, I want one of those. And he goes, well, do you want to double it for $2 more? <laughs> Oh. What? <laughs> what, a, what a what the heck? Yeah, man? you could get a double pour for two bucks. That's a racket. Yeah, a double pour for two bucks. I go, yes, I want to do that. We're this is pre <laughs> this is pre COVID, so we're like, let's share. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it was so good. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying it's worth like what you pay for. Uh, you know, MSRP. Yes, everything mm -hmm. else. No. And I should say all of these five bottles MSRP for ninety nine dollars, um, but you'll be lucky to see them under a thousand. Um, yeah, that's usually what they go for. Anyways, uh, that part I had pulled us is that um, the George C. Sag it is sixty five point two proof uh, ABV this year, so that is a hundred and thirty point four. <laughs> Next, Hot, baby. we have the William Leroux Weller. It is a straight bourbon, aged twelve years old, sixty seven point two five percent ABV. So it's basically a high proof Weller 12. Or was it, is it Weller 12 or is it a full proof or is it an antique? I don't know. Well, the Weller 12 is, uh, was it 90 it's, or 93? It's 93 and it's age stated it. I don't think the full proof is age stated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you on Tinder over there? No. I keep I Tinder. See you swiping constantly. I'm, are you kidding me? I'm going to karate chop that out of your hand. <laughs> 
contender shit. <laughs> Next up, we have the Eagle Rare, 17 years old, and it is proofed at 55.5%, so 101 this year. There you go. And then we're going to move into the Rise, the Thomas H. Handy Sazerac, straight rye, six-year-old, 64.5%. That one's got me. I, I've never had that one. The, the Thomas Handy. H. Handy? Yeah, I've had yeah. I've had the well. I'm sorry, I've only had Larue and George T. Stag. That's the only mm-hmm. two of the five that I've had. Yeah, and then uh, finally the Sazerac 18 year old straight rye, as it stated, 18 years old, and it is 45 percent ABV, coming in at the lowest proof. Well, hang on, sugar pants. And that is what I have prepared for bourbon news this week. So BTAC, watch out for it. If you see the bottle, buy the bottle. little rabbit hole on that. Uh, we went and, well, on that same trip I was telling you guys about, we went and visited uh, Noah and Amber, the owners of Pit Barrel. Mm-hmm. And we went and toured their facility. We were talking to Noah. He is a, you know, giant whiskey connoisseur. And he was saying that there's some areas that he goes to in downtown Louisville that are like little honey holes. Yeah. That, and he was like, you can get George T. Stack for $500. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Only $500? Yeah. <laughs> well, better get on that. <laughs> I say, so I, I bought, I came across, I don't want this to sound wrong. I came across a couple of bottles in 2018. Yeah. And I paid $200 each for them. I didn't keep either one. You I, didn't? I gave one as a Christmas gift to my stepdad. And then I gave one at cost uh, to one of my buddies that got me started in bourbon for him to have at his wedding for his groomsmen. In both cases, I was given pours out of them yeah. at no cost, just as a thank you for bringing them that bourbon. All good reasons. Yeah. And All good reasons. They were yeah. they were both delicious. Yeah, man. Like I, It's like, you know, I don't know. I think some of that stuff might even be nostalgia. Yeah, a little bit. But there is something to be said why they're so allocated and some of it's just like well this is so hard to find it's gonna taste good regardless you almost need to taste it blind you know yeah. what i mean 100 percent. i mean hell that's why i got i got a, that 200 bottle of masterpiece the mm-hmm. jim Beam masterpiece mm-hmm. and i guarantee there's some <laughs> put it up against some old granddad yeah, some ogd the old forester 100 and yeah. uh, i'm not even kidding I, mean, I, I think there's i think there's some low-end bourbons that would give that a run I really, yeah i really do yep all right so We're going to take a break. On the flip side, we're going to talk about this big hype. The big hype this autumn season. It is beef short ribs. Whether you're going to do the the whole plate or you're going to do flank and style. And we also have a special guest who has done the elusive reload combo of seasonings that we are going to give you insight on. That's right. On the flip side. Just stick with us. Guys, so we are back from the break. We're going to dive straight into beef short ribs. But before we do that, we're going to give our- It's the newest craze. It is the newest craze. We're going to give our boy Ben from Grill Hop Anonymous a call. Maybe he can contribute a little bit to what we're doing today. Let's give him a shout. What's up, guys? What's up, Ben? How you doing, buddy? I'm well. How are you? Welcome to That Reload Podcast. Hey, Ben. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. I'm telling you, this is a, a, a dream come true. Well, you know? and it's and it's my birthday too. So I'm- what? Is it really? birthday? What? It is. 
It is. It's crazy. So. Well, ha- happy damn birthday. Let's sing him our song. Thank you. you ready? Me and Stacey are going to sing you a song. Are you ready? Can't wait. All right. Three, two, one. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey! <laughs> that 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 is true. It wasn't very long, but that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've said those same words before. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Well, just kidding. I'm just kidding. That Reload Podcast, aka Shit on Joel. Yeah. All That's right, what we do. So Ben, we uh, Jeremy whipped up. He got up at three this morning and whipped us up a, a delicious plate of beef short ribs. It was fantastic. And ironically, Ben cooked up a whole plate of short ribs as well. He did the same damn thing, but Ben did a separate spin on it. Yeah, we did kind of a, yeah, it was kind of a a different thing. So I ended up, uh, uh, it's one of those things where I'm I'm up in Indiana and we don't really have a lot of uh, options as far as uh, beef short ribs at the store here. And uh, I was eyeing up those Holtman, uh, beef ribs i saw will uh from hooked on barbecue cook them about a month or so ago and they just looked fantastic he was raving about it so um it kind of got me thinking i was like i need to try to cook one of these and i was at the local grocery store the other day and i found some now the the butcher there i had already cut them individually uh so they are they were they weren't a full i guess rack if you will they were they were cut individually so i i couldn't really I mean, I, I smoked them, obviously, but I, I ended up doing a 250, and I used fully uh, loaded as well as the Magnum. So, so uh, real quick, oh, yeah. before you Magnum. go on, Ben, I got to uh-huh. ask you, uh-huh. why did you decide to do that particular blend of seasonings? So, when I was talking with Will, he said that he used the fully loaded on it, and the savoriness of the uh, of the rub, the seasoning, was just fantastic, and he said that's all he used, and I was like, I mean, the color on them were like incredible. Uh, the bark was fantastic. And I was like, you know, I said, I got to try that on, on beef. And then I was thinking about it. Uh, and I thought, you know, the, the coarseness of Magnum and the, and the, the flavors on that, I think would pair exceptionally well if we, if we kind of mix it in. So I ended up doing the fully, uh, fully loaded first, uh, got it on the ribs and then, uh, ended up hitting it with the, uh, the magnum afterwards now are you telling me are you telling me that you did that without hearing us talk about it on this show i don't listen to you guys what i don't don't (laughs) (laughs) you son of a bitch (laughs) i don't even know who you guys are (laughs) why are you calling me right now we're actually calling about your extended warranty on your car Um. (laughs) that's right good i needed that um no i actually listened to the the uh, probe uh the brisket uh podcast yesterday and uh, so you guys were kind of talking about it with the brisket, and I thought, you know what, that's gotta that's gotta be something I gotta do. So um, the only downfall, like I said, they were already cut individually. So to kind of get a good coating of the magnum on the because they they wanted to just, I mean, you're you're going about an inch to two inches of meat on each side, you know. So yeah. I wasn't able to to get a lot of it on there, like a big piece of meat or beef or whatever but uh yeah uh, go ahead didn't you do like a, a what was it a um shit did you do like a marinade or something with thank yours you, thank you i so i didn't marinate it so i just used a, just a little bit of olive oil for a binder uh and then uh i smoked it uh till i kind of liked what the bark was looking like and then 
I ended up getting like a, a hotel pan, uh, mm-hmm. and I put some. It's called Witch's Brew, which is a uh, a red wine with some spices like cinnamon and nutmeg and things of that nature. And I put mm-hmm. that in the mm-hmm. pan, and then I I braised it. Uh, finished the cook braising it, and I also uh, spritzed it with pickle juice throughout the uh, smoking Ooh, part. Oh, interesting. Nice. Well, I found up sugar pants. And now, did like- you cook that on your Weber? I know you're a Weber guy. Yeah, so I, I, I cooked it on the Weber Summit charcoal grill, and I used uh, uh, the Fogo, Fogo uh, lump coal with uh, a little bit of cherry wood and pecan uh, for the smoke flavor. So uh, the pickle juice was a really nice touch just because, you know, it kind of tenderizes and kind of keeps, of course, the things moist and juicy. Uh, but, moist, uh, you know, moist. moist. Nice. We love that word. Mm, yeah. Moist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, that was you know, a, a good, uh, type of spritz for it. Uh, typically I would use like apple cider vinegar, or apple juice or something like that. But, um, I had pickle juice. So I thought, why not? But the, uh, I tell you what, uh, whenever I, I was, I'm a big proponent of cooking to temp, not time. Yeah. And, absolutely. uh, these were so small. It kind of got away from me. I was doing some yard work and, uh, I went to go temp them. And, and then one of them was, they weren't the same size either. One was a little, you know, a couple a little smaller than the other. And, uh, so the, the temp kind of got away from me and it wasn't probing, uh, like butter, you know? So I kind of mm-hmm. went a little bit longer than I, I kind of wanted to with it. But the beautiful thing about that, uh, type of, uh, braising juice is I used the left, there's just a little bit left over the wine and the, and the, of course the fat from the beef. And I and I sliced up the beef ribs and then poured all that over the beef ribs and oh man that, oh yeah that that was money right there. That's a go ahead, Jerry. you guys, Matt. I was gonna say the thing that I think is so interesting is so we also had a plate of beef ribs today that Jeremy made for us, and Jeremy, your cook and Ben's cook uh, both smoked, but other than that. Almost completely different. I mean, the same yes. rub combination. Yeah, we different used, flavors. We uh, did the same rub, uh, Ben. We've we've been calling that flavor combination fully magnum. So we used the yeah. fu- fully magnum. But then um, I just did just the straight up traditional way, which we haven't gotten it, got into it yet on the show. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I used the Primo Ceramic Grill uh, two twenty five. Um, I, I smoked them till they were about one hundred and seventy, one hundred seventy five internal because I wanted that bark to really set up nice. And I wrapped them in butcher paper and took them the rest of the way till they were probe tender. Yeah. So Ben, what nice. was your total cook time roundabouts? You know, so it, I got them on around two thirty. I think it was about just shy of. Uh, five just five hours five okay. to six hours yeah for, it for, wasn't super long so yeah for the entire plate um it took me about seven hours mm-hmm. so okay. not, not not too much more time that's not terrible either and i i, yeah. I, I like what the like there you guys had differences in your cook so like you know ben yours got away from you a little bit and how you mm-hmm. how and uh, would you say you kind of overdid it a little bit y- y- yeah i i think so because at first when i when i was temping it, it it was reading kind of where typically i would normally pull it but because when i was probing it uh in that same hole over and over and over and over uh, (laughs) that's an advanced technique so that's that's how the time got away from me i kept just probing Uh, (laughs) joel has that problem too yeah but it only lasts about three minutes (laughs) three minutes get away from us that's about it I'm so sorry, Joel. I'm just 
<laughs> okay, uh, go ahead. It just, it just wasn't it wasn't proven like butter, uh, and so I kind of left it on there for a little bit longer and a little bit longer. And a buddy came over, and uh, since today was my birthday, we had some Elijah Craig toasted barrel. So oh, then, yum. of course, you know, it went a little bit longer. And then I put, my, my wife was finally like, "Hey, uh, we want to eat." So I was like, okay, fine. Hey, what? What is that going to be? So how was the bark on the ribs if you braised the whole the whole rib and through the cook? And spritzed it with pickle juice. Yeah, yeah. Was the bark still kind of yeah. crunchy or did it just kind of sop up that braising liquid? So the the when I had it in the – I didn't put a ton of the wine in the pan. So, you know, I, I smoked it uh, just on the grill till probably around that – 165 170 range and then i went ahead and put it in the pan and it was just a little bit in that pan just, so just enough it, to keep was, the, the like humidity up in the, the cooker. humidity up yeah so yeah. like the it was sitting on the you know it was sitting on the bone so the meat really wasn't fully you know in that wine per se so it was yeah. more more of a moisture type of deal and like i said it reduced so much from the heat that i just had a little bit of a sauce at the end of it, that I could just pour over, and pour that, over the ribs. Ooh, like that like, like a, a little red wine glaze or something. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's this sounds exactly. So good. And that's what exactly. I that's what I was getting at is is the difference between your all's cook. You know, Jeremy, you know, he babysat those ribs today and really made sure that they were on the money. You they were were over there getting shit faced and you know forgot about your ribs <laughs> and and a, and a good way. So to, your starving family uh, came yeah, out of the house. <laughs> so your children were like. Morph, please, sir. Papa, Papa, please. And you can but and you counteracted maybe the overdoneness of the rib with like uh, with a braise with with some moisture yeah. with something it was that nice little handicap. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a great way to a great differential here to, to tell our listeners is that you know hey. You know, there's always an ad- adaptation to your cook sure. you know, to, to, to get by if you need to. Exactly. And what I liked about, you know, the I'm going to do beef ribs a lot more. I, this is only the second time I've ever cooked them is that it didn't take forever. So, I mean, uh, you know, when I'm doing a brisket, it obviously there's a lot more meat involved with that. But yeah. I mean, you're a lot more time. This I was kind of putzing around the house doing some things i was like oh 230 oh i got those beef ribs i forgot about those uh-huh. i should just throw the, throw them on the grill and you know it was pretty much a late dinner but if i would have done that with a brisket i mean we would be eating early morning right <laughs> yeah it, it'd be a nice breakfast yeah that's right which is not a bad thing i mean don't get me wrong but yeah we wanted to have dinner during during dinner time so so that was cool all right, so outside of uh, the beef short ribs, you talked about the Elijah Craig toasted barrel. That's something that Joel and I had the opportunity to buy. Um, we've heard mixed reviews. Tell me about what your thoughts are on that. So, yeah, so I, I initially, you know, I was on the hunt for that because uh, obviously I'm a big fan of the Elijah Craig barrel proof. I think it's a fantastic, uh, as far as money goes, I mean, for what you're getting with it, um, it's an absolute have to buy but uh, i thought the toasted barrel uh would be a really cool bottle to have too i kind of like the idea of it um and so a buddy of mine actually went down to kentucky uh right when it released and he was like hey do you want me to get you one i was like yeah and then like the next story went to they were all gone so he got one but i you know i didn't, which I thought, 
when when that happens, the hunt is on even more, right? Yeah, so you're sure. Like, it was almost in your grasp, and you're like, I got to find it. So uh, I haven't seen it anywhere up to the stores here, but finally uh, a friend came through, and he's like, yeah, we got it. So um, it's good. Uh, and, and, that doesn't sound hesit- very convincing, there's little, yeah. there's, there's Ben. a little hesitance there. Here, here's the deal, though. I, I recently had the opportunity to try Woodford Woodford uh, Reserve Double Oak. We just we had just that the other night. That. It was so good. Oh, it's like buttery syrup mm. waffles. I mean, just it's so I mean, dark. So waffles. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just it just reminds me of that just breakfast type of sweetness with that syrup and butter. I I, I don't know. It's like so a bed I, and breakfast with with like the you've got the uh, fireplace going. Yes, exactly. So I, I think if I was going between the two of them, I think I would probably go that route. Um, but I don't want to take anything away anything from the toasted barrel because I, I thought the toasted barrel was still good, you know. Mm. So I think there was hype there, um, but but by all means, I, I wasn't let, let down. Let's talk price point, bro. I mean, come on, like you know, like for for me, I, I've had the wood for double oak. I love it, and to hear that you like it better. Jeremy likes it better. Stacy hasn't had it. But what do you mean? The, the toasted. I've not had the Elijah Craig toasted. We, we've all I, had I've the, not had the Elijah Craig, uh, Elijah Craig toasted. That's right. You're right. Oh, no, I've had. only had the uh, double oak, and I but thought it was fantastic. But just heard what people have you said get about a, it. You get a bottle of Woodford double oak, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Elijah Craig toasted. We're talking 80, one, 90. 80 bucks. Yeah. I think we had the opportunity to buy it at 80 or something like that. How, how much did you spend going. on it, Ben? You know, I, I, I wasn't as high. Up uh, as far as that goes, I think it was around, I think seventy. If I, I'll have to look back at the so receipt. Would you well, be a buyer on it again at seventy? Yeah, I think so. But, but oh. to be honest, I think uh, I just think there's there's better bottles. The kind of like what you're talking about as far as price point. Like for me, an an old Forester 1910 oh. uh, is I would pick it over. The toasted barrel, and what you could probably get two of those for that, right? No, old force yeah, nineteen ten is like a fifty dollar bottle. 50, yeah. fifty some odd, yeah. So again, we're 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 looking at a price. I mean, you're you're saving twenty, thirty bucks, forty bucks, whatever it is, and you that, still got a really complex, uh, you know, finished finished bourbon or whiskey. That's a whole so. bottle of old Granddad one fourteen. You're saving right there. You can't. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ah, my uh, choice all day, yeah. every day. All right, Ben. Well, bro, thank you. Uh, I think for coming on, man. I appreciate you giving us your take on beef short ribs. Um, Absolutely, excellent. dude. Thank for you for coming me. on, man. Yeah, for sure. And thanks, uh, for, thanks for having me. We'll have to get you back on for a longer, more intricate conversation on some food, brother. When it's not Would your birthday. That. Yeah, and Would tell us that. how to find you on Instagram or yeah, so, any th- uh, anywhere else. Sure. Um, so at Grill Hop Anonymous is uh, kind of my uh, whole whole name there. So uh, just ty- type in Grill Hop Anonymous. You'll find me on Instagram. That's really all I'm doing. Uh, I'm not doing Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. So this is just a, a fun thing to, to kind of document cooks and learn from other people. That's the barbecue community is all about is learning and sharing and ideas off each other and just progressing together. So that's what I love about it. Right on, man. Well, brother, we appreciate you, and we'll uh, we'll holler at you on the next go around. Sounds good. All Cheers, right. guys. See you, buddy. Thanks, Thanks man. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Yep. Grill Hop Anonymous, everybody. You want some good food and some good uh, content? Go yeah, y'all need to check it out and see what he did because that it was just so, so coincidental. You know, we've kind of been friends with Ben for the last few weeks, few months. Um, 
And, you know, coincidentally, he was cooking fully magnum short ribs. Like, yeah, what are the before. odds? <laughs> yeah, the day before we decided to do this episode. So, you know, had to hit him up. So let me ask you guys this. Like, outside of the fact that, um, you know, it's, it's less meat or whatnot, what is, what, why would you do, and, and, and I'm not saying this because I know what I would do, but why would you go get a plate of beef short ribs over potentially just getting a brisket and, you know, saving the leftovers? For one, from my perspective, would be two reasons. Less meat on that whole, you know, like when you get a whole pack of brisket, you've got, you know, 12, 15 pounds of meat on there that, you know, with us, we're not going to eat all that. We will freezer pack it. Um, So with the um, whole plate of ribs, you got three to four ribs on there. Perfect amount of meat, a little bit of leftovers. Yep. Two would be, we're cutting down the cook time. That's right. That's true. By what? Half. Uh, No, a third maybe. Yeah. If you do 12 to 14 hours on a brisket, you can do a plate of beef short ribs in six or seven hours. Mm -hmm. So so we haven't talked about this, but- um, And that can vary. There's so many different variables to that. This was my first long cook on the Primo. Um, I, I'm, I'm new to Primo and stuff. Um, I just got them. I have the uh, the Junior and the XL, so I use the Junior today because uh, a rack of short ribs is kind of small, so it fit really nicely on the uh, Junior with the heat deflector plates in there. And I was running lower temperatures the whole time, but you could easily run at 250, and I could see you getting done in five hours. So that's one thing I want to talk about, Jeremy, is people are going to probably be messaging and asking how to do this over charcoal. I feel like, Primos and eggs and things like that are starting to catch fire even more so now. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your to run me through your process? I know you know you get out there, you light the charcoal, go. Yeah, so um, I had to be over here by about ten thirty, so that 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 is where my timetable started. And and I, from from my research, I found that most people could make them in about five to six hours. So I wanted to give myself an extra hour, seven hours. Yeah, it's a good thing I did because it took me seven hours to make them. Um, but that's not everyone's case. People don't normally need their barbecue done by 10 a.m. So this is something you can sleep in a little bit and do easily in a day. Like Ben just said, he started at like 2.30 in the afternoon. Like, it's fantastic. Um, But I did, uh, before I went to bed the night before, I put on a coat of, so before I should go into that, we have the Ultimate Family Meat USDA Prime Short Ribs, three bones, uh, comes from the side of the cow. It's where Gorgeous the, cut it, of meat. It's where the spare ribs would come from on a pig, but this is on a cow, and it's 100 much, times larger. Much larger, yeah. Um, and in comparison to a brisket, I think beef short ribs are fattier than a flat, but not quite as fatty as the point. So they're like a the combination middle. of the two. Kind yeah, of. in the middle there. Um, so what I did was, uh, the night before I went to bed, cause I know I was going to be, get up very early is I seasoned the ribs with, um, with, uh, f- fully loaded and I wrapped them up and put them in the fridge. So first thing in the morning, I could pop them right on the smoker, put my coat of magnum on there. Good to go. Um, if you're not buying them from Haltman, you're going to need to do a good amount of prep. We talked about this with the brisket. Yeah. Uh, the folks at Haltman do an amazing job. They um, do it for you. Yeah. They, 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 they're, they're silver skin on top and there's a membrane on bottom. They pull the silver skin off for you. It's clean, ready to go, ready for seasoning. And on the bottom, it's kind of a point of contention. Um, some people will say you leave the membrane on because they're going to get so tender that they'll fall apart. And some people say, no, take that membrane on. That membrane will hold the meat onto the bone. Yes. W- whereas with ribs, you always want to take the membrane off. Uh, pork ribs. Um, there was no membrane on these. The folks at Haltman already pulled it off. And I had no issue taking these on and off the grill. They didn't fall apart on me. They were super tender. So from my experience so far, I would say 
pull the membrane off if it's on there. So you don't have to worry about it later. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, seasoning cannot penetrate through the bottom if you have a, mem a membrane on there, and then it's just, you know. Yeah, no one wants to chew on not that. Fantastic. You want to get rid of it anyways. And I just can't stress enough, like if you're just getting into this and you don't want to go through all the prep work, but you want to put out an excellent product, if you go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com, like they send it to you. What did you do, Jeremy? You literally unwrapped it, you seasoned it, and threw it on the smoker. Exactly. I mean, there was no trimming yeah. of fat. There was no taking of the membrane. There was no trimming of the silver skin. Straight silver from the skin. butcher- Unwrap that jazz. It's never been frozen. Season it up and throw it on the grill. Like, it doesn't get any easier than that. Yeah, That's exactly. It. So, um, got my trim spare ribs, got them um, seasoned with fully loaded. Uh, then I put a coat of Magnum over that, a real heavy coat. Put them onto the um, Primo Ceramic Grill. Like I said, I used the Junior with the deflector plates in place so I could uh, cook town? nice and low and slow. Um, I lit it with the loof lighter. Uh, just one small spot, got it lit, good to go. What type of charcoal? Um, I, I use lump charcoal. Okay. Um, I have some of the Primo brand right now. It, it, it's good stuff, um, but there's a lot of great uh, charcoal brands out there. Um, not match light. Not match light. Uh, don't ever use that. You're actually not even supposed to use briquettes in your uh, in your ceramic grill. You always want to use lump, lump charcoal. charcoal. Uh, so the lump charcoal got that lit. Um, and then even if you don't have a ceramic grill, lump charcoal is fantastic because it gives more of that wood flavor off than just a regular briquette would. Um, so lit it with a loof lighter and I ran it at about 225. Uh, the first hour or two, I was really playing with temperatures, trying to get it dialed in. Like I said, this is my first long sure. cook on the Primo. But after about uh, two to three hours or so, I really got it dialed in and just kept it there at about uh, the 225 range. So did you have any wood chunks or anything or you just went straight charcoal? So first long cook on the Junior, I was worried I would run out of fuel. So I just loaded it up as much as I could with charcoal. And I used um, uh, maybe the size of my fist worth of, worth of charcoal in six hours. So yeah. I probably could have put some wood chunks in there. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I was really impressed with is as you were slicing it, you actually had a decent smoke ring on that, despite the fact that you didn't have any real wood, like yeah. you know, smoldering yeah. and smoking with like a straight clean burn. Charcoal. Yeah. It was yeah. just straight charcoal. Mm -hmm. um, now what finish temp wise, what are we looking for? So I wanted a really nice bark on this. So I, um, I used my meter probe. I had, it, I had it in there so I could monitor it from my phone and stuff. And um, I wrapped at about 175, uh, 178, something like that. And I wrapped in butcher paper. Uh, the bark was set. It was looking nice. Um, so it was just ready to finish. It had been going for about five hours at that point. I did a double wrap in butcher paper, put it back onto the um, Primo, kept it at about 225 for two more hours. And it was... It was right about 198, 199, uh, you know, playing with 200. I went out there and I, and I checked it a few times. Uh, I checked it about every 15 minutes when it, once it hit about 197, 198. And um, the finished temp was like right at 200. Um, and it was nice and tender. It was good to go. It had been on for like seven hours, so I knew it was fine. I uh, took it off, vented it, put it into a Cambro cooler, and just let it rest till I brought it over here. Yep. And so how long, how long of a rest do you think that you allowed it to have before we decided to slice into it and eat it? It had at least two, two and a half hours, which um, I would want for a cook that long, at least an hour and a half. I mean, and, and, and so, uh, spoiler alert, we all ate this. It was freaking bomb. <laughs> I don't but, know what kind of spoiler that is. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert, we ate it. Something, Jeremy, you and I are very similar on this. Anytime we make something, a cook like this, mm -hmm. there's always things from it that we want to change for next time. Yeah. So what were some of your lessons learned from this that you would do differently next time? So you and I had a phone conversation before this started, Matt, and um, 
you know, kind of talking through like, okay, what are we looking for here? Let's do the, you know, the, the, the fully magnum, smoke mm-hmm. it nice and low, um, timing, stuff like that. Let's do the butcher paper wrap and see how that goes. Um, next time I do it, I would just let it ride at 225 until it was done. Uh, maybe bump it up a little bit towards the end to kind of finish off and stuff after, after it's gone through the stall, uh, just to develop a little bit better of a bark because this was not dried out at all. I mean, it was just leaking juice when mm-hmm. we cut into it and stuff after I, after, after that nice long rest. So um, I would probably just not wrap it next time to see how that goes. Just to get a crispier bark on it. Yeah, just to try that out. Yeah. Um, which you and had I even wouldn't mentioned. even judge on that. Like, I wouldn't even say it was bad. Yeah, I mean, like, I... As a professional taster. Well, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> professional taster. That's I right. am. Did you get a new yes, job you didn't tell that, us about? That's right. Uh, yeah. So I, I know you, you were, of course, you're always your worst critic, but you weren't 100% happy with your bark, but... I loved it. And oh my god! And I and I and I maybe think that maybe the the magnum that that heaviness mm-hmm. gives you that little bit of a crunch. So if your bark is a little soft, you're still getting that crunch from the granules on the magnum in there. But you had a, there were there was a few bites that I had that were just decadent. Yeah, there was so much crunch like that. Okay, so like the fully loaded with the magnum crust. Like I know that you may have wanted a crustier crust. But, like, for some people that are listening to this, they would have thought, okay, well, it was probably soggy or it was soft. It was not. Like, I was crunching on those bits of flavors and all of that seasoning on there. Like, it was in the meat. Never did I take a bite and say, oh, this is a little dry and tacky. Like, I'm going to have to chew on this. Like, Mm -hmm. freaking bomb-ass meat went into my mouth, melted, Mm. and I was in complete. Tell me some more. Tell me about it. Tell me about it, girl. uh, The real key to getting those rubs to stick on there like that is to – Put your fully loaded on. Let it set for at least sweat. an hour. Let yeah. it sweat. And that salt that's in the fully mm-hmm. loaded kind of pulls a little bit of the moisture yeah. out of the meat. Yeah. And the fully loaded sat on there for probably five or six hours when I went to bed. And then um, th- there was no drainage, like because I put it on like a sheet pan and covered it and put it in the fridge. There was no drainage, no nothing like that. I didn't dry it out or anything like that. But then I was able to kind of pack the magnum on there and it stayed perfectly with no binder at all. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and the finished product was beautiful too. It, it had was. that coarse chunky coating that was all over that meat. And, you know, at first, you know, Halteman sent us the a whole plate of uh, short ribs. Comes with the three whole ribs on there. Not only what, like, two of the ribs were, were enough to feed all four of us. We had leftovers um, with okay. that. So, I mean, you're getting some solid bang for your buck. Oh, 100%. We had sides, too, though. We had we slaw. Had we had oh, I gotta yeah. tell you. Let's talk about the sides. The slaw was really good. I Thank finally you. had the chance to taste Stacy's famous slaw. It lives up to the hype. So Thank you. You guys gotta get that posted somewhere. We do. We, we, need, to, we need to go ahead and post the uh, famous slick slaw. I had uh, so my, my brother's, <laughs> my brother's uh, father-in-law, he... Uh, he Said he was a, a slaw snob, mm-hmm. I guess. That he said, and his favorite was his mom's. Yeah, that his mom's, no, nobody's ever beat his mom's slaw until he had slick slaw. Slick, slick slaw. Slick slaw. Yeah, he said he liked, he, mine was his favorite. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's delicious. It's easy to make and definitely a good pairing. A good ecrotemente. Accoutrements. 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 It just keeps getting worse and worse. To Jeremy's short ribs. It gets even worse every time. Accoutrements. So, let's let's (laughs) notes this, all right? Go to haltemanfamilymeats.com, use code RELOAD, you get 15% off, order the whole plate of short ribs. Do it. 
You're going to take it out. No prep work. You're going to slap on some fully loaded, let it rest. You're going to slap on a heavy, thick, furry coating of the Magnum. You're going to throw it on with lump charcoal. You're going to throw it on your grill or your smoker at 225-ish. We're looking for a finished temp of about 200. You can wrap it if you want. If you want a solid bark, you can go ahead and just let it ride until about 200. All right? And then you're going to let that bitch rest. For two to three hours. You're going to serve it with a slick slaw. You're going to serve it with a double action mayo. Mm. You're going to serve it with some homemade pickled onions. Get pickled it. red onions. And I will share that recipe on another episode. And by speaking of that, we're going to take a break. And on the other side, I'm going to take Stacey into the other bedroom. <laughs> he's, he's and have, hot have my way with her some slick slob. Stop it. Stop it. Are we really taking a break right now? Yeah, we no, we're going to take yeah. a break on the opposite side. We're going to talk about another method of short ribs. Flanken style short, uh, flanken style beef ribs. Yep. Flanken style short ribs. Short flanken ribs. style short ribs. Flank Two ways. Flanken style beef short ribs. By ways. Beef flanken style short ribs. Gender, Bisexual. Gender neutral <laughs> ribs. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to a break before this goes any further. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. So we sound a little bit different now because this is two weeks after we actually recorded the rest of the episode that you were listening to before mm-hmm. the break. So Jeremy, you have no idea what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. We're on Skype right now. So do you remember when we were eating the flank and short ribs and you kept insisting that we not eat on the air and I kept hitting record and you kept hitting record again to stop the recording then I kept hitting record to start it back up, and then you kept hitting record to stop it because you didn't want us to eat and all the mukbang on the air. Did we not record the last part of that episode? We do not have the files for anything after we broke to go and eat the flank and short ribs. Jesus loves me! Well, first of all... Jesus loves me because I was trash. This should be a lesson for Stacy for trying to make us eat on the air. This Uh, should be a lesson for her. She should take this to heart. I uh, I don't even remember the fight over the button because I was so trashed. You kept slapping it and stuff and I kept turning it back off. Uh, He's putting the blame on me. I got a bone to pick with Jeremy here. This is not the first time this shit has happened with Jeremy. (laughs) It's not the first time that he's recorded something and nothing was there (laughs) on the back end. You know what? This has only happened twice to me so three (laughs) times it has to happen for it to be, you you, you know, a trend. (laughs) I think we need to keep you off the record button, bro. I'm not mad at him. (laughs) Because I've been sweating. I'm thinking not, about how inebriated I was and that <laughs> hitting the interweb. Normally I would be like really upset that we lost that second half, but I was actually quite embarrassed the next day at how many times I dropped the F word during that second half of the podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was kind of like, man, I, like, I got a little carried away with it there. Wait, wait so we didn't get like, like like our rapid fire or our recommends or all that None stuff? Of that. None None of that. that. It's funny because I called Joel and I was like, hey, man, I don't have any of the files for the second half of the show. 
And he's like, oh, I'll check as soon as I get home and see if we can uh, see if they're still on the roadcaster or whatever. I'll I'll throw them out on Dropbox. And then he called me and he's like, man, they're not here. <laughs> yeah. So I had three. I had three clips. One was 41 seconds. First time Jeremy turns the record off. Another one was another one was three seconds. That was the second battle over the record button. And that third one was three seconds again, where you two were fighting over the record button. Question. So, God's timing is always perfect. I need to, and timing was on my side for this one. So I was what I would what I would like to do, let's just talk about the flank and short ribs that we had because that was an important part of that episode. And then let's just forego rapid fire and reload recommends for this week. Those will be something that only us on the show will know about. And uh, maybe we'll address it on the next episode. Was that the rapid fire where I asked the question where you were going to have to do an insane amount of editing on? Yes. Yep. I don't remember. Yes. The four letters. I don't remember you that question. You remember the question? Yep. The four yeah. letters in front of your, in your name? Yeah. Oh, that was that. See, yeah. See, yeah. this is just, it's a God thing, like Stacy said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Timing's always I mean, good. I, for, for our listeners, I asked a question so vile and so wretched, Matt was going to have to put like a disclaimer <laughs> at the beginning of the episode because it was impossible to edit it. We would have had to like beep out like an entire like two minute seg- segment hey, not, just to be able to put that in there. Not to mention that we had to wake Stacy up off the couch just to start the second half of that episode. Yeah, I took a night night while you guys cooked. Yep. So that'll all that'll all still make it into the vlog that we eventually post about this recording day, which will be a lot of fun. So be sure to go check that out. But in the meantime, Jeremy, will you break down how we did those flanking style short ribs nearly two weeks ago now? Yeah, let me give you guys a rundown. So um, we got some flanking style short ribs from Haltman Family Meats. So they're prime flanking style short ribs and uh, a little background on this cut Um it is the same thing as the dino short ribs that we smoked, but these ones are cut across the bone, uh, very thin, uh, quarter to half inch thick. And then uh, we did them two ways, but we, we cooked them both exactly the same. We grilled them super hot and super fast on the Camp Chef sidekick with the grill box. So it's running 7, 750, uh, super hot, super fast. It was it, they cook so fast you don't even you don't even temp them. It's, yeah. it, it's a minute. I think I did like a minute or minute and fifteen per side, and That's that it. was it. Done. You're just browning them really, because uh, you want that meat to be uh, nice on the rare side because it has so much uh, connectivity and fat running through it that it's not going to render like the barbecue uh, style uh, cook does. Uh, so you really want that to be uh, undercooked opposed to overcooked. But we did them two ways. Um, the first set was just seasoned with Magnum. Mm-hmm. Plain old Magnum, uh, seasoned course. up, uh, great beef seasoning, and then seared. The second one, um, we put in a marinade for, uh, I don't know, four or five hours. Uh, it's a Trader Joe's soyaki marinade. So um, it has like a bunch of, um, you know, sesame seeds and soy sauce and ginger and all those Asian flavors in there. I really love it on something like a short rib because um, if you've ever been to like a um, – a Korean barbecue. Yeah. Uh, the short ribs are very popular there. So it really, it really takes all of those spices and seasonings really well. Well, I liked it too, because that, that marinade, when we put it on that grill, it was screaming hot. Mm-hmm. It gave us this, those like the little bit of that char. It burnt. Yeah. That, that it caramelized. Like yeah, crazy. man. Those, yeah. And that, that little bit of char and the, mm, that sweetness and the, and the, and the, the saltiness of it. Oh man. I think that was my favorite way to do it. I know Magnum straight up. That's great. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but that marinade just has like a whole other yeah. level. And it's like super we, easy. We, 
Yeah, we weren't eating them with anything. We just ate them right off the grill. We didn't have them like in like a taco or this or that. So we were just experiencing those flavors straight on. Because remember, Stacey, you you were saying that your favorite was just the Magnum. Mm-hmm. No, I usually do like um, a marinade. I felt like these accepted the marinade a little bit too much for my liking. Like it had this mm-hmm. strong soyaki flavor, which was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but I I, I did appreciate the dry rubbed ones better. Stacy, I got to tell you, I'm honestly impressed that you even remember enough about eating those blanket-style <laughs> short reds to be able to pick a favorite at this point. I know. <laughs> I, I know because I don't remember much of the – I do remember that my Reload Recommends was talking about the fully loaded dip. I have. Um, but, you know, I was passed out on the couch. You guys woke me up and said, hey, it's time to – uh, record the next segment. So it's time to eat. And I just sat down like, Bruh. I was talking to Matt today when we were trying to figure out the fiasco of where this damn episode went. And, uh, I was like, why in the hell did we do bourbon one Oh three before we ate those big ass beef short ribs? Like, well, it's cause Matt had to sober up so we could drive home. Well, that's true. I, but, I didn't think about that, but that's true. Well, I look at it as if we had, if we would have all had a bigger base in our bellies, I don't think we wouldn't have got to that level because not only did we have a pour, then we had the carbonated pour. Then we did porn on the podcast, which was three tasting. Then we had, then we had four different cocktails. Listen, I didn't even finish the cocktails. The only one that I finished was Jeremy's. I sipped the other ones. I know, but I, my little, I mean, I don't know. My, all we had was a, whatever we had for breakfast and that little, that charcuterie spread of yours. You're welcome. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. With the flies. Mm, <laughs> the blackberries. Blackberries. That's delicious. Yeah. yeah, but no, the um what's so easy about the flanken style um uh beef short ribs, basically open it up from the package, marinate it or dry rub it, hot and fast, and then you're mm-hmm. done. And you got this awesome yeah. you got this awesome steak and it was it's so delicious. Yeah, how are those uh those um pumpkin seed that you're smashing into the the <coughs> microphone right now? Good. I have to say it. If I was there right now, Stacy, I'd be turning the record button off. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk really loud over you so that we can't hear you. <laughs> and this is why we don't have microphones attached to our faces. That's right. As you're popping one in your mouth and then yes, and then, and then jumping back into it. She's like, you guys can't see this at home, but she's just like dunking them in. It's pumpkin seeds. I can't say no. It's that time of year. It is that time of year. But I tell you, man, um, Flanka-style beef short ribs. Jeremy, you introduced me to these, um, you know, forever ago, and I love this cut. I love how it's so fast to cook, and I love the versatility of the cut as well. And I know it's primarily used in a lot of Asian recipes, but, man, you can do so much with this piece. Yeah, you can do tacos. You you can do a lot of stuff with this. If you wanted to throw this in um, a hash, because I'm I'm famous for those. Uh, I mean, there's so many things you could just eat, like you. This is a, such a versatile cook that um that is so easy to do. We've actually done it before, where we cooked them up and then I cut each piece across. You know, like one bone. You know, there's mm-hmm. like three bones in each flank and style piece, and I would cut them into little cuts and then uh we did like fried Chunks. fried rice bowls like a couple of bones so sauteed oh, yeah. mushrooms and we we had um marinated those in teriyaki and then topped them on a fried rice bowl and uh with some broccoli and mm. sauteed mushrooms and stuff and, and egg, and egg. It, mm. it, it was phenomenal but i, I do want to say yeah. something to you guys that are listening um something that i've found over the past year or two 
if you go to Publix or, I mean, actually Publix isn't so bad, but if you go to some of your local grocery stores, they have no idea what this cut is. You'll ask them, you know, can I get some flanken style short ribs? They have no idea. I mean, several different um, butcher counters at like Fresh Market um, and other places I've gone to and they have no idea what it is, but I think Publix, you can typically ask the butcher and they'll know. And of mm-hmm. course, Haltman Family Meats, we just ordered that and they sent it right to our door. Uh, recently, I've seen them at uh, Kroger and they, they come prepackaged in and stuff because like the dirty secret of like your local meat counter is that those guys have no clue what they're doing. Yep. They're getting in boxes of stuff and setting, setting it out on the shelves. And then they might have to cut up one or two things, but they don't really know. If you go somewhere like uh, Costco or, um, or Whole Foods or your local butcher shop, they have a lot more knowledge in, in what they're actually doing. Yeah. Matt? So – now that we've had a chance to have the flanken style short ribs and the slow smoked beef plate ribs, I'm curious of the four of us, what was your preference? And I'll just start first and say I loved the flanken style short ribs, especially the soyaki glazed and marinated ones. But I have to say that the the beef plate ribs that you did, Jeremy, probably take the cake for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, hands down the beef plate ribs. Like yep. <laughs> yeah, the plate ribs because I mean there's something about that low and slow cook and they're I mean it is straight up buttery and they're bold and no, they're rich. They, well, there's not. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. I know they're from the same cut, but come on. The beat those. But like, those, like those, what you're looking at though is like a seven hour cook and then a ten minute cook. Sure. You know. But man, I don't think one's you, like a steak and one is like it's whole other. Realm. They're almost not comparable. Well, in my opinion. Which is crazy because it's the same cut. Yeah, but texture-wise and everything, they're almost not comparable. Yep. Yep. And preparation on that. Well, I mean, we had a great time talking to our guest that called in. um, Oh, yeah. Ben Ben was anonymous. He he stuck with us like a good sport. Yeah, even though he was hilarious. Wouldn't feed his kids, but. I'm interested to hear that conversation play back because I don't remember too much of it. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I will say this. We sounded out for, for as much as we all had and as inebriated as we were, I thought we sounded pretty good. I thought we were handling, uh, except handling for Stacy. Well, except for we didn't get to the second half. <laughs> That's where things went downhill. Thank you, Lord. I'm sorry that you guys missed out on such a gem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And my, my rapid fire in that, in that episode was, it was, was something else. Too. I mean, <laughs> it was one for the record books. I'll say that Jeremy. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to look up my reload recommends for that one because it was a good reload recommends and uh, maybe bring it back. Do you guys remember what it was? No. Nope. nope. Okay. I can't remember. Mine even, was fully loaded. I, I barely remembered cooking the the flanken styles. No. I mean, eleven drinks in two hours will do a lot to you. Eh, you know. Yeah. Whatever. We yeah. can do whatever we want. We handle it. We're TRP. Cool. So this is definitely weird, Joel, but without the last two segments, go ahead and wrap us up and let's head into the next recording. All right. Well, we're guys, we're going to get out of here. You know, shit happens and we just make the most of it. So we love you guys and uh, we appreciate you all listening. Go ahead right now. Hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. So you can listen to that reload podcast anytime, anywhere, and we will see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Pause.
does. Yeah, I don't know why we have... Showrunner can't wait, run the show. I don't know why we have, like, the drunkest person here, like, running the outline for the show. <laughs> if, if you all could see... It's like me you trying can, to 22 can and you, two on a half bottle. Can you read three. that? Booty something... <laughs> Booty for brisket. Okay. Booty for brisket is the next topic. Okay, okay so no, Joel. Hang on, hang on. Don't try to make out with me, Jeremy. That'd be bad news. Yeah. You've been eating those nutcrackers. I feel like cream. you are now like I was the last time we recorded. I am. Except now we're recording two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I could have done two. I was so obnoxious towards the end of that one. <laughs> it was a bad I was like, ew, ew, ew. I'm choky. I'm creamy and yeah, it was. Uh, I'm creamy, creamy and cheesy and thick, thick. with lots of C's. All the C's. T H I C C C. That's what I said. All right, call Ben. Yeah. Hi, right, we call him Ben. I need to go lay down on the couch. Y'all ready? <laughs> it's ready. It's we're gonna be. All right, so three, two, one.